0: Um, but personally, what I would say is just all it takes is two steps outside. Just if you're working in an office, take your lunch outside, grab your friend from the office and just say, Hey, let's, let's just have a picnic today for lunch. And just let that noise of being in the outdoors absorb.
1: This is a life in motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action, sports, culture, and more. What's up, and welcome to episode 74 of Life in Motion. I've got Tiffany Risch, aka Snooky, on the line with me, who loves outdoors just as much as our listeners and, well, loves the fish. I'm looking forward to learning where she got her nickname from, as well as how she's using her love of fishing to grow her community, including right. working with nonprofits that are helping others experience the great outdoors. Uh, thank you for being on the show today.
0: Thank you for having me. I am super excited to talk about this today.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I know um, you know, we kind of got connected through uh, uh a mutual nonprofit that we both work with, um Beyond Boundaries, with one of their presales that we recently did and you kind of helped promote that. So thank you for helping uh, us make an impact on Beyond Boundaries through that. But um before we get into kind of some of those different ways that you're involved kind of within that community, um let's let's take it way way back and let's let's talk about you you know kind of where you grew up hobbies you had growing up kind of how did you sort of get into this lifestyle where where you're at now
0: yeah so I started fishing when I was little my parents used to take me with my mom's parents um to our local park and we would do some bobber fishing and I had a little Minnie and Mickey Mouse rod in my diaper, running around the pond, having a good time flying out of fish, um, and just being in the outdoors. So that is something that's very passionate to me because I grew up doing it. Um, We would always go to the park and have picnics, or I played sports growing up, soccer, gymnastics, cheerleading, all of those fun things in school. Um, So yeah, I've always kind of taken to the outdoors. But it it didn't really impact me until 2014 when my grandfather, um, who, like I said previously, we had been fishing growing up my whole life, passed away. Um, He was my best friend. So the outdoors then had a whole new impact on who I was as a person and what I needed from Mother Nature and how to heal and just find who I was after I had gone through such a dark time.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry to, to hear about that also. So before kind of that, uh, that moment, I guess where your I guess almost mindset changed, I guess might be the best way to put that, but before up until that point, what was it about it that kind of kept you, um, I guess kept you engaged and kind of fell in love with it. And like, what was it kind of the relationships that you were building? Was it just kind of a fun pastime? Like what, what kind of led up to that build up before, you know, it kind of changed your perspective totally.
0: Yeah. So I think being outside, um, just kind of gave me that sense of independence. I feel like nature's always changing. You can always gain something from it. Um, whether that's learning about wildlife or being outside, you know, growing as a person developing spiritually, or even physically. Um, the outdoors has amazing things that you can do to challenge your mind, body, and spirit, um, whether it's hiking, camping, biking, playing sports with your friends growing up, whatever the case may be, it just has so much to offer. And I think that was always intriguing to me. I always wanted to learn more and just keep doing what I was already doing with my friends, because not only was I developing as a person growing up, um, in my youth, but I was also making friendships and those friendships have lasted throughout my adulthood too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that totally makes sense. And I, I love that point. You know, it, it, uh, nature and the outdoors kind of offers that full spectrum of, um, kind of wellness, whether that be, you know, mental or physical, uh, to your point, um, there's definitely some challenging things that you can do out there as far as testing your body, but also having that peace of mind to kind of be able to clear your mind, work through, you know, if you're dealing with anything or, or anything like that. So, so was it always just kind of, you know, obviously we're, you know, talking about fishing is kind of what you're known for on Instagram and all that stuff, but were there other, were there other act like specific outdoor activities that you did um, that, you, that you leaned toward as well? Or was it mainly just kind of. Hanging out in the woods, or hanging out by a pond or a lake or whatever.
0: Yeah. So growing up, um, I was always in the backyard. We had a creek, and I would be that tom girl hanging out with the boys, <laughs> building forts, playing with darts, and just being a kid. You know, coming home with mud on me somewhere somehow. Um, it was always a story to tell too, which was interesting because mom um, was kind enough to stay at home and raise us and help us develop growing up. And so it was always something like, well, what did you do today? What did you experience? What new noise did you hear? what what did you see? Um, which I thought was really interesting. but it, it kind of started as playing in the outdoors and then fishing's always been a part of my life. Um, but then I started developing different interests. and that could be, you know we started hiking more, we started, figuring out like, well, how do you take a bike on a trail and ride trails? Where can I go in Virginia to explore that? Um, So that's kind of been the new thing lately.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I love you. You brought up to the, uh, you know, building forts and all that stuff. Uh, Yeah, there's a bunch of my childhood memories, too, are kind of about the uh, hanging out in the woods, just building random things and seeing what we can find. And, you know, Uh, It's, you know, it's a better place to to kind of grow up in and, you know, get in trouble that way rather than, uh, you know, other things. So
0: (laughs) you can really explore your imagination as a child. I mean, one of my favorite moments with my brother was we had a tree in my grandparents backyard that my papa had taken some old pallets and built us a little fort. And they had these weird berries in their yard and we'd always smash the berries with sticks And then we would write messages because it would turn into like a purple ink. And we would always talk about magic. And it's just the innocence of being a child in the outdoors and, you know, being able to sometimes step outside during a stressful adult day and just look at those memories of seeing the race. It just puts me back in that childhood place where I'm like, man, you know, just to be a kid again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's no, that's awesome. Uh and and just having that little brief conversation about that is is reminding me of all kind of the the you know what might seem silly things that we made up, me and my, you know, best friend and stuff growing up in the woods and coming up with different uh different creatures and all that stuff that you know, imaginary friends with your forts <laughs> and what you're building the fort for and all that stuff, which is um gonna be exciting here. And you know, I have a two and a half year old and a one and a half year old. Um and a third on the way, but that's a different story. But we live out in the woods too. So it's gonna be really exciting as a as a parent to kind of be on the other side of that and watch that imagination flow. Cause you know, I'm already seeing that now with just the regular day-to-day life. So um it's it's kind of cool kind of throwing it back to that. So um so yeah, so it sounds like uh, so. Yeah, no, it is. And it's there. Yeah, there's so many possibilities. And like, yeah, okay, go outside, see what you get into. And every day, you kind of come up with a new, new adventure or, or something else to kind of get up, get into or use your imagination. So and that still carries on, I, I feel like in, in some sense, you know, within, you know, everybody's adult life as well. So, um, so okay, yeah, so so kind of a, a big growing up in that a lot of exploring outdoors, kind of always, and then kind of getting into mountain biking, switching some different things up like that. Um, so one where I, I probably should have asked this the first, so where did the name Snooki come from? And then maybe, maybe that will kind of transition into that next, um, that next step where you kind of shifted your perspective.
0: Yeah. Um, so Snooky came from my grandfather when I was born, the story that my mom has told me since I was too young to know, she said that the first time he held me in the hospital, he said, this is my snookie. And my mom was like, dad, what what is a (laughs) snookie? Like, where did this name come from? And he pulled out of his pocket, he had this little article out of a newspaper. So he had clipped it out um, and brought it with him to the hospital. And a snookie was someone who was inspiring, basically be good, do good, that kind of thing. Um, and so that's why he named me that. And he always used to say that he, when he would introduce me, it's kind of weird, but when he would introduce me to people, even at church or just out in everyday life, he would say, this is my eyeballs. And I was always like, "Papa, that's so gross. Why do you (laughs) call me your eyeballs? And then, um, he finally told me, later on in life that the reason growing up he used to always say that was because he saw the world through me and he wanted me to continue to do that and so that's why whatever he passed after I was able to kind of deal with all the motions of you know burial and, and realizing that he's no longer with me physically um, I allowed the outdoors to kind of break those barriers of anger and and guilt and fear and everything negative that was weighing on me that was making me toxic and bringing me down and I would start going fishing I'd call my mom and say hey mom you know I'm going to skip out for about an hour or two before I come home from work you know and just go and she's like well where are you going I want to make sure you're safe and I would tell her a location And then she finally realized like, oh, you're out like fishing. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I I went out and I would just come home. And it was like over a period of time, she said that my smile came back, you know, like I had more of a pep in my step. There was things changing in me. I wasn't so snippy in conversation. I wasn't so closed out where I didn't want to see my friends or my family because I started to heal. And I started to realize that even though he's no longer with me and I can't joke around with him or hear him whistle or go cast a line with him. He's still with me spiritually. And if I hadn't explored the outdoors and trusted mother nature to do that for me, I don't know where I would be today. So that's why it's so important for me to share my story with people and tell them that no matter what you're going through, sometimes being in the silence of the outdoors and getting away from day-to-day life noise and just hearing a bird or the leaves or anything just even when the trees rub each other and they make the weird noises like that stuff can calm you in a way that maybe other things can't
1: yeah that's all and I and I I knew there was a a little bit of an interesting yeah story about and and I love the the story of the nickname and, and the my eyeballs and, and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's really, uh, <laughs> no, it's seriously, it's, it's, it's sweet and, and heartwarming and um, you know, I, and I'm, I'm glad that you were able to take that perspective after that unfortunate event. So it, it, this might be sort of a weird question. So you kind of used the outdoors as your platform, like you said, to kind of heal, to work through things, to do that. I know in in some cases, when people experience a loss, and they they sometimes are afraid to go back to that thing that brought them together with that person, if that makes sense, because maybe it brings up, I mean, not maybe it does bring up memories. But so was there was there ever a point like, I guess, maybe in the beginning that you were kind of hesitant to like go back to to that space, just because you know, because you knew that you had those memories there already. Does it? Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it does. And that's the difficult conversation um, that I do in, actually enjoy talking about because I never want people to think that my. my Papa's passing and the outdoors is like a fairy tale story because every fairy tale has their, their rough end. And there was plenty of days where I would pull up in my car, have my rod in my tackle box beside me. And at the time that tackle box was my grandfather's, my grandma had given it to me. Um, So he was like, physically, like I'm seeing the things that I knew his fingerprints were on and I could sit there. And there was days where I would just sit and cry in the car. And I was like, I guess I can't do it today. Papa. And I would just sit there and, you know, let it all out. Cause sometimes we have to. Yeah. Um, and then there was other days that I would go and I would cast a line out and I would miss a fish on top water. And I'd be like, slamming the rod down on the side (laughs) of the bank going papa stop taking all the fish like and i know everybody probably thought that i was crazy at the park but it was just you know we go through those motions in life of one day you're sad one day you're happy the next day you're you're telling an inside joke and speaking of that person you just there's so many things that come with the passing of somebody that means something to you. And I think that's the beauty of the outdoors is I was not in a place of judgment. The trees don't judge you. The fish don't judge you. The squirrels like mother nature itself does not have any opinion of what you're going through. It's just there for you. And that alone is just so comforting for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. So so it sounds like there's kind of a a, a period there where you, you, you might have necessarily not have fully understood how comforting that was because you're kind of in, you know, in that, 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 that one kind of mental space, but eventually kind of grew into it and kind of completely, you know, w- went into it, which is, which is awesome. So so to that point so you kind of you know obviously you you realize your own personal experiences and own own personal benefit from being outdoors and and kind of experience and you know the the trees rubbing uh, up against each other leaves all all the sounds all the calming sounds and knowing that there's no judgment out there when when did you decide that it was you know maybe I guess, when, when did you decide that, hey, I can use kind of my experience to sort of help and you know, basically inspire others to get out there um, and experience these, these things, whether they are going through something similar or maybe they're not? Well, when did that kind of change?
0: So that kind of changed when I was working um, for a company and I would help coordinate leadership and development courses. Um, and one of the things that they asked us to do as the coordinator was stand up in front of the class and introduce yourself. And one of the introduction questions was, what, is, what are you passionate about or what is your hobby? So that it would just kind of be an icebreaker for you as an employee and the, the participants in the class, just make it more comfortable in the environment. Um, and my answer was always fishing. Um, and that just kind of intrigued people. I think because they, from an outward appearance, it doesn't look like I would be the type of girl that you would see casting a line by the pond, you know? Yeah. So I think when I started thinking more about that, I turned to social media and I started doing some, kind of like educating about what is Instagram? What is Facebook? You know, how does it connect people? And I started an Instagram account and I posted a couple of photos of me fishing Um, actually which was quite interesting I was doing a leadership and development course out west and they had a pond and so after work I'm rushing to the pond to go fish and I got (laughs) caught by a couple of the participants Um, and they're like you know we heard you say in your introduction, we like, you liked fishing, but we didn't realize on this level that you liked fishing. And I'm like, after a stressful day of work and spreadsheets and conference calls, like I just wanted that piece. And they started fishing with me. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool because outside of the classroom, I would never talk to this person in real life. I'm an introvert. I'm kind of shy. I have like a little bit of that stranger danger feeling all the time. So it was kind of cool to see how being in the outdoors calmed that anxiety for me, but it also allowed me to give people a chance, give them the opportunity to be seen and heard. And once I started being a little bit more comfortable and calming that fear and anxiety, I realized, wow, there's so many stories that need to be told. I heard stories of divorce, stories of death, stories of you know, I'm having my first child in a couple of weeks and I'm going to be a dad for the first time and I don't know how to handle it, but I'm super excited. Like, so it was positive stories, negative stories, stories of trial and error. Um, And that brought on this whole thing of, hey, there's community here. There is a sense of, I can make friends that I normally would not be exposed to because I am very much a homebody i don't really go out and explore as much and i think that was like a whole nother thing to my millions of puddles of reasons of why i enjoy the outdoors
1: yeah that's that's interesting especially because you know you were obviously kind of like you said you know you're so open oh yeah i love fishing do all this stuff and they're like oh wow she she really is about this (laughs) which is which is cool and then even the fact that yeah (laughs) you got um it uh, probably um, kind of sparked their interest. Like, okay, maybe I should see what this is about, you know? Because I'm, I'm a, I am I'm, would assume maybe we're, were the people that started kind of joining you in that sense of going out there, had they really uh, had any like real interest in fishing before? Or was it more like, hey, I'm going to try this out, just kind of, you know, hanging out with my coworker type deal? Or what, what was that like? I
0: think that it was a mix of both. So those courses were... Um, for big executives. So, you know, like me going into it at at that young age, I was like, wow, I these guys are very important. They're very educated, they're in their suits, and the way that they speak, it's just it was very intimidating for me. And that's part of what was exciting because every class I was growing as a person, but I was also growing from a leadership standpoint because it was almost like a free education for me because I had to sit in the classroom and listen and learn what they were learning too so that I could help them through the process um so I think when they saw the outward like we talked about a few minutes ago the outward appearance of you know full suit and I'm I'm very professional and then all of a sudden I'm the next you know class I'm flipped and I'm out there fishing and I'm in the mud and I'm you know, holding a fish that's flopping and making a mess (laughs) and they see it and they're like, wow, like that's, that's exciting for them. Um, and some of them had never fished before. And then others were talking about how they're so busy with work. And then by the time they get off work, they're too tired or, you know, the wife needs help with the kids and they get it, they have such a routine and they get stuck and sucked in this vortex of, day-to-day life routine that they don't make time for themselves and I think I still have a letter somewhere in this big office of mine um, where one of the participants had wrote me a letter about thanking me for giving them the opportunity to just be you know, to not hear the phones, to not read spreadsheets, to not have to answer to anybody, to just literally be and see a Cardinal or watch me catch frogs off the top water frog because that was (laughs) happening there. They just thought that was the coolest thing. And, you know, it was very exciting for me because it added a whole nother appreciation to what I do. It's one thing to have a job and make your paycheck, but it's a whole nother level when you Or doing your job and somebody comes up to you and shakes your hand and says, thank you because now I have this memory forever. And now I'm going to go home and I'm going to make a change for my whole family. We're going to start being a family again. We're going to break some of this routine. And I might actually take my kid for a walk with the dog or I might take my wife for a picnic Sunday by the pond and teach her to fish. Like that was the reward for me is, wow, I can impact people through this but I can also just self and I don't have to worry about what others think. And so I was developing while I was helping other people. And I think that's a whole nother feeling inside where it's like, wow, this is rewarding. That's, you know, you did a good day when you can have that community.
1: Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's awesome. How, how you were able to kind of change their perspective in that sense, you know, whether that's from a family perspective or, uh, and an unfortunate event perspective, you know, ma- no matter what that is kind of flip that, su- that script. And then basically, you know, taking it out of the, taking it out of the boardroom, if you'll say into kind of nature, real life, kind of all that, um, deal. So how did, so, so once you kind of realized that and kind of the impact you were having there, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, kind of starting up the social media side of things, Is that, so at at that point, did you start to kind of realize that, hey, maybe I can reach and impact more people that I can't actually physically be around at that time? Or like, I guess, what was the next progression in that journey?
0: Yeah, so I think I started my Instagram account from what I can remember. It was a slow takeoff, which was fine because I did not realize the commitment when you build your accounts what i'm trying to think how to say this so basically when when you build your accounts and you reach this many people um those people all have a story to tell and you have to be emotionally available and spiritually available and and on all the time because social media doesn't stop so i think at that time in my life i wasn't necessarily Knowledgeable about that or prepared for that. But the more that I grew on social media, the more I started to see how that would develop. And that started to make me think okay, I just heard about this gentleman whose child is fighting leukemia, and the child loves to fish, but they don't have a boat. They can't afford really for the gear because they're paying for all the medical bills, and mom and dad are really stressed out because what they're going through with their child, but it's also putting stress on their personal relationship because of finances and other reasons. So what can I do to help kind of calm that? And so that's when I started researching online and I found the organization Cast for kids and I signed up to be a coordinator in 2016, um, which was something completely, I was not prepared for at all by any means. I read about it. And I was like, this is awesome. I went online and I found a gentleman who had done an event in his hometown. And I saw all the pictures and I was like, man, mom, this is so exciting. Like, I want to do this. And she was like, well, I got your back, girl. If you want to do it, I'm here for you. I'll help you because mom has um, some background with event planning and coordinating. And so we did it. And it was One of the most amazing days of my life, watching 40 kids come out with their families and go fishing on all these fancy bass boats and pontoon boats and just seeing the community come together. So I took a lot of social media to make it happen, but it was bringing the tournament anglers that I met through attending events and, you know, hanging out at the local tackle store. um, I took those tournament anglers and I asked them, you know, Hey, can you just give me a couple hours on a Saturday? Yeah, sure. We'll do it for you. They come out, they meet these families. And then today I can say that those tournament anglers are still in touch with those families and they still like, send each other Christmas cards and get updates on how the kids are doing. And like, that was a whole nother step in my progress. And I was like, you know, Papa's working through me because as I said in our previous um, conversation was he just wanted me to be good and do good. And I'm like, here we are, you're working through me again. (laughs) And I'm still growing as a person because I'm learning that I don't have to be shy. I don't have to, you know, feel all this negativity and toxic stuff from what I've experienced in my life of losing him. I can let him live through these kids, through these events, through these connections. And he keeps living because every day I'm still talking about him.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like you're still being his eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not,
0: I'm,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm being serious uh that no that's awesome especially so I
0: love that
1: um okay so that so that's interesting so you so you found this group and then you know you already had some people kind of reaching out to you prior before knowing the group but for a first event for something like that it's it's and I could be wrong but it sounds like I mean 40 40 kids is pretty um significant for the kind of the first turnout especially had anything um kind of in your area or had they done anything like that in, in your area before where there was already some awareness or was it mainly, you to know? To my
0: knowledge, um, so Cast for Kids, they send a director down to assist you with the event, which is really cool. And they have an amazing um, online dashboard that helps you learn and develop how to put the event on based on like what their expectations are. So that was really nice to have that, but going back to whether this had been done in my area or not, I'm not a hundred percent sure if they had done it, Um, but I do know that the outreach through the school systems and through social media and just getting the word out there was absolutely amazing when you saw everybody show up that morning.
1: That's awesome. And then especially since you were able to use your past connections kind of from within the fishing world as well and and the anglers and whatnot to, yeah, sure. you know, take my boat for a couple hours or, you know, whatever that looked like, but just the fact that they were so willing to do that, um, to, to help others in that sense. And obviously, you know, knowing you for some time to, you know, know, know what kind of person you were. So that's, that's amazing. So that, so you did your first one in 2016, um, So what is, what has happened since then, as far as like that program and and other programs and and whatnot?
0: Yeah, so I've done two of those events um, where we take kids out on the James River and get the tournament anglers to come out and even some local rec anglers, um, some guides came out at the last event and took um, my family out on a boat, which was to do like a media boat to collect footage from the kids actually out on the water because as a coordinator i needed to stay on the bank um, and <laughs> yeah. just make sure everything
1: was running smoothly
0: um, but yeah i think it's come along pretty well and um looking forward to doing more events after that event we put a hold on it with covid um, but i'm still in connection with the kids from the events um, they their families are connected with me on social media and we send messages back and forth. And I will do during the year collections, kind of like a spring clean or fall uh, garage clean out with the tournament anglers and they donate baits and old rods that they're not using, whether they change a sponsorship deal or they just upgrade. So I get all that and I collect it, clean it up, organize it and then donate it to the children so that they can keep developing with the fishing it's not just a one-time event where they get a tackle box and a rod and they get the experience and then they're not heard of again we try to keep them fishing because retention is very important
1: yeah that and that's awesome that you that you do that too um because to your point you know in, in some a lot of situations you know it's kind of like a uh, or, or some events like that, you know, it's kind of a, a one and done type deal. Like, oh, wow, I love this, but, I, you know, I can't continue to do this. because That m- might not have the means or, or whatnot. But to be able to kind of fill that void in that sense, to be able to collect the the equipment uh, and whatnot to, to donate to them so they can continue that on and continue that love. That's awesome. So yeah,
0: I'm very lucky to have the network that I do because... The things that i'm doing would not happen without the connections throughout the years um connected through social media or just day-to-day life running around and meeting people so i i like to think that the Snooky brand does this but honestly it's it's more so the community that just comes together and makes it happen because i'm just the person that creates the handshake everybody else is the one doing the work
1: Hey, but you know, sometimes it takes a special person to create that handshake too. So I think you you probably need a little more credit than you just gave yourself. But you're right. <laughs> um, so, and we kind of mentioned uh, another organization that you work with that we kind of have the the mutual nonprofit that that Illumin works with as well, uh, Beyond Boundaries. And I know they offer a wide variety of uh, various outdoor programs for, uh, different individuals and kids with, with various needs and whatnot. Um, and I know, you know, you're pretty involved with them as well. So how, uh, I, I guess, what does that look like with your kind of role in, in, uh, I don't know if partnership is the right word or not with, uh, beyond boundaries and Shep and all those, everyone over there, but what does that kind of look like? Cause those programs might be a little bit different than, um, you know, the, the, the other event that you threw on, for example.
0: Yeah, so I met um, Shep through social media. I had reached out and I think it was, I had seen a video on Facebook of Beyond Boundaries working with our local um, game and inland fisheries and teaching the kids about fishing and taking them out on the water and just letting them have a a fun day of being in the outdoors. And I was like, man, this is a really cool opportunity um I wonder if they need volunteers but of course it was smack dab in the middle of COVID (laughs) um so unfortunately there was a little bit of a delay in being able to physically volunteer um so I continued to build that relationship with Shep just talking on the phone or through social media and watching what he was developing and I decided you know one day once once the COVID stuff slowed down a little bit I said uh can I come out and fish with you guys? And they met at a local park and I got to meet everybody and just go out and fish for an hour. And it was one of the most spiritual things I've been able to kind of have the opportunity to experience and Covid, because everybody knows that COVID (laughs) brought this big negative wave of you're stuck at home. You can't see your friends. You can't do anything. Don't breathe. Don't look a certain way, all (laughs) that crap. So whenever I did get the opportunity to go out and, and just be around people, even though we're masked up and we had to be distant, I was like, man, see all along, since I was an itty bitty baby running around the pond in my diaper, I've had this opportunity to be free. And the outdoors was doing that again for me because it gave me that sense of, hey, just because we're in the middle of a pandemic doesn't mean that you can't still go outside and and be free. There's freedom there. There's opportunity to find your spirit. There's opportunity to just be at peace. Um, And that's what I did with the kids was just teaching them about fishing. And then also, does something for me. I don't know um, if other anglers experience this, but sometimes when sometimes when you do something a lot, you kind of take it for granted. Um, And I was at that place of going out and fishing and only catching a certain amount of fish or a certain size and getting frustrated and wondering like, why am I not catching the big Instagram fish or why am I not catching (laughs) a limit for this tournament or whatever the case may be. I realized standing beside those kids and watching Shep interact with the families that none of that matters. What matters is the smiles. What matters is the experience and you're always learning when you're on the water because things are always changing. So all of the things that I was taking for granted beyond boundaries humbled me and made me realize that I don't, I don't need to be like that. I just need to enjoy that I can go out and go fishing. Um, so those kids are very special to me for many reasons.
1: That that's awesome. And I, and yeah, I, I, it's kind of like you said, sometimes it's not always about, you know, uh, the biggest fish, uh, you know, but the, the smiles, the interactions that you have, being able to teach and interact with, you know, some, some individuals, you know, that might not have that same interaction on a day-to-day basis from someone from outside of their circle, you know, so that just kind of propels kind of their spirit in that way. And, and so it's awesome to hear that you're, you've become a part of that community as well. Do you have any, um, like from, from those, from those experiences kind of with the events or maybe with, uh, uh, beyond boundaries or whatever, are there any like favorite, like, I don't know, stories that have come out of there, kind of some really, like, I don't know, inspiring, heartwarming stories that I'm sure there's been plenty, but I don't know if there's something specific that kind of always sits on the top of your head or not.
0: Um, I have a friend of mine who I met through the Kids event. Um, his name is Harrison. He's the little boy I've ever met. He's so sweet. But I remember one event that I did and he came out of um, the boat. I don't want to cry. Ah, So he he came out of the boat and I was wondering why him and his mom and the volunteer were back. I was worried that something had happened, maybe medically, he wasn't able to deal with the heat or the boat scared him, whatever he was dealing with. So I, I run over to the boat ramp and I'm like, hey guys, how's everything going? Harrison gets out the boat and his mom tells me that unfortunately it's his dad's weekend so he had to go he could only enjoy the event for like an hour which sucked because we had so many fun games planned he didn't get to fish the whole time he missed out on the award ceremony and the lunch and it really broke my heart but Harrison looked at me and he said may I call you Miss Tiffany and I said of course sweetheart like you know how was your trip and I'm talking to him and he said that he caught. And I wish I could paint the beautiful picture of how this kid's character is and his smile and the way that he described the fish, because it, it'll it definitely like, it's just, oh, it's touching. But basically he told me, he said he caught a blue fish, a green fish and a yellow fish. And he can't wait to come back. And he squeezed my leg because he was so little, just with all the might that he had. And his mom was crying on the boat. And I just... I wanted to just hold that moment forever. And so now, flash forward a couple of years, I still get those pictures of him fishing. And I still talk to his mom and drop off gear and whatnot. But it was kind of at that moment that I realized life is important, but it's more important with how you live it and what you do for it and how you impact people. And Harrison has been someone who, when I have a bad day, I think of him and he keeps me going.
1: That's amazing. I love that. And and obviously a, a sweet story, but also like you said, kind of, you know, it shows you that that impact that that you're having on him, but not only that, but the impact he's having on you in that case. And still, like you said, that that example of, you know, if you're if you're having a down day or whatnot, you can you can pull back that memory and, and, and think about it, like, kind of, as you just said, so that's awesome. Um, so, so kind of, to that point, in a sense, you know, I always like to ask, um, you know, our, our guests, you know, one piece of advice that you would offer for others, um, obviously, you've, you've kind of uh, almost experienced, uh, or experienced a wide range of individuals that, you know, you've, you've helped in one way or the other with, Kind of getting outdoors, fishing, whatever that is, you know, like I said, from the boardroom to um, different programs and events. What, I, I guess, maybe what's one piece of advice that you could offer for someone that I don't know, maybe in this case, it makes more sense asking it this way is, you know, that might uh, kind of be in that spot where the outdoors or something like that could really help them, but maybe they're stuck in a routine, whether that's work, whether it's life, or it's personal, whether it's medical. Um, what, what would you inspire them to kind of get them out there and, and kind of actually get that experience so, you know, they know what they're missing out on and maybe find a new opportunity that can help their situation?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I would always tell people that you may not have the knowledge of where, when, why, how, um, but Google is a great source and there is thousands of things that you can search online to help get you or how to um where to go like what you need that sort of thing take is a great um place that you can go that has an interactive map and everything on places that you can go for fishing or boating um, but personally what i would say is just all it takes is two steps outside just if you're working in an office take your lunch outside Grab your friend from the office and just say, hey, let's let's just have a picnic today for lunch. And just let that noise of being in the outdoors absorb. Um, because I think that the more that you put yourself in an environment, the more you're going to learn, the more you're going to have that impact you and you're going to get curious. And that curiosity will develop into learning how to fish, learn to hike, exploring new adventures and meeting new people and sometimes it can be just that one connection that you make either with the outdoors that leads you to a hobby or that connection you make with someone else who's going through something similar or something that they have in their life that you guys can kind of start telling each other stories and build those relationships and those friendships like I have
1: yeah that's awesome I like that perspective keep it um you know, keep, keep it keep it simple at first, you know, if it's, you know, like you said, walking two steps outside to have your lunch during, during lunch break during a busy work day, you know, kind of to your point, that might be all that it takes to kind of spark spark that interest and kind of ignite that uh, intrigue to go out there and explore more and kind of realize, you know, what all is out there and how, how powerful as, as you've personally experienced it and how you've seen others experience as well. So I think that's great so where um where can people find you online it's
0: definitely life changing
1: yeah definitely so wh- where can where can people find you online to see what you're up to um you know grab some inspiration whether they're you know within your area or, or you know somewhere else on on, an, on another coast um and kind of see what different programs and organizations you're into uh, anyways yeah where can people find you
0: yeah, so I'm snooky fishing online on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of that. And I want to hear the stories that people once they listen to this, you know, feel free to reach out, send me a message, an email, a DM. I want to hear your story. I want to hear how this podcast um, touched you in your life. And if there's any way that I can get you connected to fishing or doing something in the outdoors, I'm happy to answer those questions and get you guys started on getting out there and enjoying life a little more.
1: Awesome. Well, everyone definitely, uh, uh, check her out. Obviously great story of how kind of the, maybe used a, a less fortunate, fortunate situation and turn it into something impactful, um, as, as she's, as she's doing now and obviously, um, genuine and, and open to those conversations that she just mentioned. So yeah, definitely check her out. Um, and, uh, you know, feel free to, to shoot her any messages and, and sounds like she'll help you right along, but, Uh, Snooki, I want to thank you again for being on today's podcast and, and sharing your story and the impact you're having. Um, and I wish you you, the best of luck for, uh, for years to come.
0: thank you so much for having me and caring about my story it definitely means a lot to me and i think i can speak for my whole family including my grandma who will definitely listen to this and i'm sure she will (laughs) tear up a little bit listening to how her husband is doing good for the outdoors but um we just really appreciate you caring and putting it out there for us
1: yeah definitely whatever i can do to help share some some positive vibes and out there and and I think your story is really impactful and will, will help a lot. So I, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.